This is Jack. Hey, I'm Damien. This is Karen. You are listening to the Think Breaks podcast. Oh, yeah. Well, welcome back, Karen. Thank you. It's good to be back. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Right on, brother. Right on. Yeah. Although shouts to Toby as well for holding the fort. Love you, Toby. So tell us, how was it over there? Where? You were in Sri Lanka, right? Uh, not when you guys were recording, no. But um... when you were when we were recording, <laughs> where were you? you were you, when I was uh... recording, I was working. You had just uh, came back. You came back the the day before. Pretty. Uh, I came back on a Thursday, and then you guys were recording on the Sunday as well. I mean, I managed to tune in for a bit, but because I was working, I couldn't actually join in properly. So I was just listening to you guys while muted, which is fun. It was fun. Well, I'm glad you could join us, I guess, with your ears only. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> no, it, it was a bit bittersweet, you know. It was just like, oh, these guys are saying something. I want to pitch in. Oh, I can't. Yeah. Well, that's because we took your privileges away. Ah, that all makes sense. I mean, I've... I have warned you like a lot, man. If you carry he on with has. the attitude, this yes. yeah, the attitude is getting on my nerves too. Yeah, <laughs> listeners, I've been fired about three yeah. times now from your job. No, no, from the podcast. Yeah, what are you doing here, man? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, where's, here? where's Toby? <laughs> I just saw you guys were recording. I was just wanted to come say hey. So hey. <laughs> Shit, get out of here. It would be funny if Toby just jumps in though, just like, oh, hey guys. I'm part of the podcast now. Yeah, just like yeah, don't mind me. Uh, dude. So, uh, I got an upgrade to my DJ setup. Nice, nice. It's kind of a minor upgrade, I guess, in terms of like of like today's technology. Because uh, like, so I moved over to the Tractor S2 MK3, and uh, it comes also with uh, what, what's the fucking DJ uh, Tractor Pro Three? I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Comes with a full version of that, and I've never used uh, I've never used computer like to, I've never used a computer to DJ, is what I mean. So is and, it a controller then? It is. It's a nice little. It's a nice oh, compact okay. controller. I get to fucking uh, finally get rid of some like get some space in this room. Mm. Get rid of those giant two decks that I had in the in the giant fucking mixer. Go with the smaller, uh, the smaller controller. Put it right on my desk, and it's pretty much just only requires a USB cable. Mm. I want to see. I'm gonna have to play around with it, obviously, because I'm completely new to that whole controller and software kind of deal. But there was a mm. sweet little feature that uh, Native Instruments has. Uh, you can apparently, if you have Sound uh, SoundCloud Go, I'm not sure if it's Go Plus or just soundcloud go you can actually integrate with uh tractor and it'll open up you just sign in on tractor right oh. or on tractor pro 3 on your soundcloud and Wait, hold on. what is soundcloud go <clears throat> it's like a it's streaming it's like spotify i mean and to be honest it's not as good as spotify it's if you're gonna listen to your music you're probably gonna go out to spotify i would say like to stream your music i've never really heard anyone say yeah like i'm with soundcloud go 
Like I've never really heard anybody <laughs> yeah. say anything. Like yeah, that. people usually say, "Oh yeah, I'm going to Spotify that tune." Not, "I'm going to SoundCloud Go that tune." Yeah, well, yeah, people just go to Spotify. Nobody really goes to SoundCloud, at least from like locally here. I've never heard anybody talk about that. Even mm-hmm. online, I haven't. But uh, do you think that might take a bit away from the DJ experience, though, in terms of searching for new tracks to mix? If you just have access to anything on on soundcloud go that you can just plug in or so when it because it it's based off your likes and everything like that so all the tunes mm-hmm. that you liked and shit i like i said i don't know exactly how it works but in yeah. my head i assume that it just integrates with soundcloud and i get the fucking play shit that i like on soundcloud i don't think it's going to take away because i th- what is it like because i have i'm assuming all three of us have was that uh soundcloud pulse or um that shit yeah. called where you're fucking that. well you're a member right like you're it's an artist profile and you're looking at your stats and shit we, we yeah pay like I think 10, that's 10 a month I, I pay i think ten dollars a month for that like how much do you guys pay in pounds uh, i don't even use soundcloud pulse well soundcloud pulse is just like the mobile app i'm talking yeah. about like the actual to see your stats and all that kind of shit you need a membership oh the premium thing premium that's what it is bam you got right, it. right yeah um yeah i can't even been, remember how much that is it, it's like 10 bucks i think isn't it i do the yearly one because it's uh cheaper in the long run isn't it how much is a yearly uh okay so um soundcloud the premium unlimited which gives you unlimited um upload time and all that sort of stuff is 90 pounds a year so that works out to is that 120 bucks, Damien? Oh, fuck that. <laughs> I mean, that is cheaper. It does seem cheaper in the long run, but I don't feel like $120 yeah. right now. Just take 10 Fuck it. We'll have a mutual relationship. You can have... Uh, I'm pretty sure it's 10 I feel bad. <laughs> Wait, what? I feel... It's 10 a month. Oh, yeah, yeah. 10 a month. But then... It's 10 a month. I, and I'll have a mutual relationship with SoundCloud. Here's $10 a month. You can have all of my $10 a month. Not just under 20. I don't give a shit. <laughs> so here's, here's the thing about DJing and that. Obviously, with a lot of countries at this moment in time being on lockdown and that, there's been a huge surge in people live streaming from home. Or, yeah. Um. But it's, it's, I feel like it's got to the point now where I'm starting to see a lot of people, you know, get annoyed with the amount of streams and make comments and statuses like moaning about everyone streaming and even memes about it and that. Um, just, isn't that just unwarranted negativity? It's just people trying to provide some entertainment for an hour, a couple of hours. I mean, I, would, I still, I still, feel, I find the memes that'd be that's some funny shit, right? Like Mimi is funny. Come oh on. yeah, yeah, that's funny, but that's hilarious. Yeah, I don't know about the whole moaning about it because in at the end of the day, people are providing entertainment for you if you are, oh yeah, you know, moaning. bored at home and you don't have much to do, you can just get together with a bunch of people online and enjoy some music. You could like not watch it too, right? Yeah, you yeah. could, just you, could yeah. just you know scroll down. Not that. Hard. I mean, I get it if like on Facebook and they follow a lot of artists and they're all like, there's just like a consistent amount of people just streaming all over your newsfeed as you're scrolling down. I can see how that gets annoying. I guess. I don't know if that's what they mean though. 
Mm. Yeah. I mean, the way the way I see it, even if people aren't necessarily streaming for other people, if you have a lot of time on your hands and you think like, I'm going to go mix for a bit or whatever, the, you know, why not live stream it? Why not yeah, exactly. open up your passion to other people? I don't see anything wrong with it. I, I, think, really. I think part of it maybe comes from the fact that before um, all of this horrible situation, there wasn't, there was people, people did live stream, but it wasn't anywhere near what it is now. And no, I think the point exactly. is now, now that people have the time and equipment and that, it just seems like anyone who maybe can't even mix is stepping up and doing a live stream just because they've got nothing better to do. I think that's right. more the point. Um, I can kind of see that. Yeah, that makes more sense. What's really interesting to me though is um, a, a few artists have done twenty-four hour mixes. Like I um, saw something like that yesterday. Yeah, uh, DJ yeah. Said did it. Yeah. Who did it? There's there's a couple of guys that did it. Uh, I think it was the prototypes that did it two yeah, days ago. Yeah. Two days at the time of this recording. And was it the prototypes? I saw something yesterday about that. I think a couple of weeks ago there was also DJ Easy, and then. It's just yeah, like twenty four hours. Oh my yeah, god, that's crazy. I'm assuming that they get what do they got their friends in there and they come in every now and then or something. And well, they like, can't get their friends in social distancing. I mean, like that's like ten people. I mean, they can have like like four other guys come over and fucking DJ is set for like a couple hours. You take a nap or some shit. No, it seemed like um, for the prototypes, it was just done to. And then in terms of um, DJ Z's one, it was him all the time. Yeah, 24 yeah, hours. Solid yeah. 24 hours, yeah. Great, I think yeah, yeah. his stream, you can catch all of it on his Facebook page and all that. And, I'm, and I decided to just scroll through rather than listen to see if he actually was like taking naps or playing super long songs and all that. And he was still going at it the whole way. Hugely Man, impressive. You would, you would need some serious like Red Bull or even... That sounds like it takes so much preparation. He's just putting things on the fly like that. And I'm just like... Jesus, that's mental. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah, that sounds like mad preparation. But it's nice to see that they're using that to raise money as well. So I thought, you know what, fair play. Well, that's that's the thing. Yeah, a lot of it that's come out of it has been really sort of good stuff. And and not only for the charity side, but good for the community as well. Like I know uh, recently there was Soul Deep versus Smooth and Groove, wasn't there? And they did a live stream and that went on oh, for yeah. like a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. And everyone was was doing their stream from home and they got loads of really cool artists on there to do that and that was to raise money. And it just, stuff like that, you wouldn't, all right, you might get that uh, a lineup in a club, but I think one thing that's cool about the whole live stream aspect that now everyone's taking, like making the most of, not everyone can get to a club. Not yeah. everyone wants to go and stand in a club from 10 p.m. till 7 a.m. You know, it's open for it, all. Basically, it's only in one location, so not everyone from no one's going to buy plane tickets to come to Fabric. You know what I mean? So, this is something that everyone can join in on, no matter what time zone they're in. You know, so I do think that side of it's really good. Yeah, I've bought cruise tickets to fucking go to Fabric. All right. <laughs> oh, sorry, mate. Sorry. Uh, yeah. That wasn't intended no, 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 to me to insult you. It's okay. <laughs> I've never been no, there. Was. I don't even know what the hell it looks like inside of Fabric. I have no yeah. idea where it's even located. I just heard about it, and I know that a lot of drum and bass happens there. Well, it used you, to happen there. Now it's not as um, much as it. It's just Friday nights. Is that right? As long as I can remember, they always had like techno residency on a Saturday night, and Friday was always drum and bass. Um, and then obviously they're not open in the week. Um, mm-hmm. But as, as that's been the case as long as I can remember. It was only ever 
the Friday nights and they've got three different rooms. Yeah, see, I thought it was because um, I was thinking of the whole drug scandal and all that that happened. Well, I say scandal, but the drug situation that happened, what was that, four years ago now? Oh, no. So they, they were shut down for, for a while yeah. and then they, they appealed it and, and managed to get reopened. But in terms of how they were running, everything went pretty much back to normal. I don't think it affected anything too much. So, hmm. I think I might be misremembering or something. Fool. I know, right? I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, just, I remember that whole situation about the whole drug thing with fabric. There was like a yeah. whole hashtag, wasn't there, of that thing? Uh, some sort of safe fabric hashtag and there was an so album shit. that came out. It was a shame that in a, in a sense fabric were almost targeted. I mean, it it was happening there, but it's not the only place it was happening. So it was almost like that happened to make an example. But, you know, yeah. I do feel like there was better ways of going about it and I don't think shutting a place down really tackles the problem because those people are just going to go elsewhere. So... And they you know. could probably go to like illegal raves and so on, which makes the problem even worse. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tricky situation. I've never, uh, I've never known anyone that's ever been to an illegal rave, at least that I know of. I mean, like, so where, like, yeah, like, how does that, like, how does that even get organized? Is it like in the country away from everything? Like, what the fuck? Usually it's like in little like flats and all that sort of stuff, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I haven't been to one, no. I haven't been to one either. But I assume they probably get it organized through like a little Facebook group and just Do invite them in. You no jungle, dude. You haven't been to a freaking illegal rave, man? <laughs> well, I thought raves were in the jungle. Dude. You know, a I'm, rave in a jungle. You're not even <laughs> drum and bass, man. Like, you haven't even been to an illegal rave, dude. You gotta wow. do E all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Drum and bass is just fast dubstep anyway. So. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, it is. I Well, it's fast bro step, actually. <laughs> Even truer. I read, um, I, re I read something earlier. One of the drum and bass Facebook groups that I'm in, someone... Um, commented saying like guys do not even know like Skrillex accidentally invented drum and bass when he played a dubstep track too fast one time like god know your roots and then it really actually triggered a lot of people it's really that's amazing so, so, it's clearly a joke and people all the comments were like I can't tell if you're joking or not but if you're like if you're not you know, how do people really get the debate like that <laughs> It really made me laugh, man. But, that is oh. hilarious. It's like, come on now. Of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> of course that was how drum and bass was started. Are you kidding me? I wonder what Skrillex is doing right now. Like, is um, he still doing dubstep? I don't think he I'm is. I'm not sure. I know he's still making music. I've seen a few things oh, pop yeah. up on YouTube recently where people have like recorded his live streams and then reposted them on YouTube. So I'm assuming that's recent and he's he's doing a lot of live streaming. Yeah. Is it like, because uh, I know he did, he does like, uh, like I call it like EDM trap kind of deal. Mm. I don't really know how to describe it. It's like EDM infused with uh, like trap vibes, trap sounds. But he was doing yeah. that. In fact, a lot of dubstep artists were doing that for a little while. Because that sounds kind of popular now, is it? Yeah. It's not a world I'm, I'm massively familiar in, I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah. Did um did either of you ever see the video of of Skrillex working on his track that he did with the Doors? Uh, 
I feel like I know what you're talking about. I feel like I, I've seen something. Was there a Facebook ad for that by any chance? Uh, quite, quite possibly. Yeah, it was on. It might have even been the Bangarang EP, but it was. This was years and years ago, and he had a track come out with the Doors. And um, but there's a video on Facebook. It might even be on one of the official channels of of them right. kind of in the studio doing it. But um, the first sort of minute, few minutes, like you watch it, and I, I honestly can't help but feel like they were kind of put in that situation together. You know, he walks in, he's like, oh, I've been working on this and he presses play on the laptop and it's all these bro step noises and, and the doors are just standing. They're like, yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's try something new. <laughs> so he actually made a tune with them. It wasn't yeah. a remix. Yeah. No, no, no. no. They, they were actually in the studio together. I feel like I remember this shit. Yeah. I, I I wonder how was it awkward for them, like for the doors? Was it like weird? I mean, that sounds awkward in itself. Just um, if they were just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then again, I mean, I've co- like collaborating, like Brandon collaborating with him. He doesn't do drum and bass, but he still like enjoys putting his sounds and tones into it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, like I mean, it's it is. I just, I mean, it's funny as hell. Come on, Skrillex and the Doors. Oh, no, no. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. It's like Eddie if, Van Halen and like fucking DLR. It's the craziest <laughs> shit I've ever heard, man. Sometimes yeah. it can work. I mean, I can't think of an example off the top of my head right now, but there's often times where it could, you know, I would a, love a, to hear something that. that looks so weird on paper just yeah, actually I, works. I, I, mm. But sometimes, you know, if as long as you're like, if you're working with someone who doesn't make drum and bass or even know what drum and bass is, as long as they they're feeling the vibe you're putting, then it's fine. Like even like when I did that collab in Brazil with four people I'd never met, um, those guys they don't know drum and bass. Their their influences come from like hip hop and funk and all that stuff. But they were they probably thought you were weird. They were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, they're wondering what language is he speaking. Um, Yo, what the fuck? Why is this yeah. music so goddamn fast? What the hell? But, this guy smokes meth all the time. But then the thing is, they got right into it and they knew like what to add and so on. So mm-hmm. sometimes it works. Other times, you know, you just get an awkward stare from the person. I think I think it's all in the approach. Like, for, in my point of view, it's all in the approach because if you walk in there and you're like, right, okay, one seven four, aim and break. This is how we're doing it, guys. Drum and bass. Like, I think that's going to leave a lot of people, yeah, sort definitely. of bent out of shape. But if you, at the end of the day, if you break it down and just go in there as a musician, you know what your tools are. They know what their tools are, and you make something together. Then you, you know, nine times out of ten, you should you should get a decent product out of it. Now, fuck that. You want one hundred percent control. <laughs> everything <laughs> I mean, that's the whole thing about collaboration is that you just at times when you're working with someone who has got a bit of a different direction to you you need to know when to step back and be like okay i'm gonna let you take control of that bit i'll do this bit and so on like there's yeah. been people i've worked with obviously i'm not going to say names where we don't 100 percent fit together but you just know okay look i know this person's expertise is that so i'm gonna let them do that bit it was me, wasn't it? It was me. No, it wasn't you. Oh. I, was, I was just like, oh, this guy, I'm just going to tell him. It's definitely me. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, to be fair with, with you, Damien, we're actually doing, um, even though you know we live on different sides of the world, we're, we're collaborating over the internet live, and that's been fun, hasn't it? Somewhat. 
Nah. You guys okay. should no, no, live stream no, no. that. We should live stream our collabs, eh? I mean, if, yeah. if Damien wants. And then we're going to put the Think Breaks logo just in a massive watermark across the, like, the whole thing <laughs> so you can't even see anything. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. So it's just basically me and Damien talking about a track no one else could see. <laughs> Yeah, yep. And then we're going to make the podcast like subscription only, so you have to pay for it. And it's like, if you want to hear more, subscribe to Think Breaks Podcast. Why are we even putting this much time into it? Just have them fucking subscribe and nothing happens. We just get their money. (laughs) (laughs) Why are we wasting our time? (laughs) Just pay us and we will give you nothing. It's like the opposite of Patreon, really. There are a lot of subscription services out there that offer nothing. And I mean that yeah, as in the yeah. value is just it's garbage. Oh, the value! I thought you meant literally pay them to do nothing. I'm sure there's shit like that, to, uh, like that too. But I mean, like, there's video game subscriptions that you can get that are uh, like Ubisoft offers a video game subscription for like 15 bucks, I think, and you can hmm. play all of their games, right? Like all their games for like 15 bucks a month. Well, that sounds um, like a good deal, though. Yeah, it sounds right. it sounds good. Yeah, that sounds cool, right? Until EA has one, which they do. Until Microsoft has one, which they do. Yeah, and then it just becomes too much money, doesn't it? It's like, so oh, many okay. fucking subscription services is what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, like there's so many out there, and some of them just like like but what my what I was getting at was Ubisoft games just are not appealing for fifteen dollars a month. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. At least I've okay, like known that. Yeah. Like Slate Digital's ten dollars a month. That's actually a pretty good subscription service, though. That's a, that's an amazing deal. Like that, you get access to so much, and they are really good quality as well. Are you still doing that, Damien? Well, I did it for a month, and yeah, it was really cool. And they have all these classes on Slate Digital, which is pretty fucking badass, actually. <laughs> From yeah, uh, see, that's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say next. In in. You know, in relation to your point about uh, subscriptions, I'm seeing a lot, a lot of stuff lately, like adverts on Facebook and YouTube, uh, like arcade, ads and stuff like that. I've seen that about one. A, well, about one about like plugins and that, but two about like masterclasses and that. And it's like, oh, oh there's only a hundred yeah. slots available for our mastering masterclass or drum and bass production masterclass, right, and right. all these, all these bloody masterclasses and stuff like that. And you think. Even as someone who knows nothing about it and like, you're like, right, I don't know anything about making drum and bass. I want to make drum and bass. Even if that popped up and it was like, you know, learn to master drum and bass in 10 minutes with our course, you just think, that's something's not right about that. Yeah. All of these big names in the scene have been doing it for years, you know, and any of them, it, at the very least, two years, they've been publicly doing what they're doing and then behind the scenes even longer. But this this class guarantees to make you an expert in was it t- six weeks or something, and then you pay for the entire course, and it's like nearly a grand or something. Was, nah, nah. It, yeah, yeah but that sounds that's so schemy. Yeah, because well, I I was looking at the master class. Uh, master class, I believe that's what that program is called, um, where it's got like all those fucking famous people yeah, doing yeah. like teaching their craft and shit all these celebrities well i was i was looking into it and i downloaded the app i didn't buy anything or i didn't subscribe mm. to it but they're doing like a deal where if you pay 180 dollars now for a whole year it's so it's 180 dollars for and you get the whole year and somebody else gets a pass as well 
So it's like a oh, okay. cool little deal right now they got going on. And I was going through it, and it was pretty interesting. They got shit in there for like EDM. They got shit in there for like uh, creative writing, directing, cooking. They have things that mm. are that go. So, I think we've talked about this, but they have things that go so far as uh, as like wine tasting. And there's like complete right. lessons too. They're complete lessons. Kind of interesting. I was like, okay. Dead Mouse has got one on there. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think, I mean, from what I can remember, like, after, when, when that started picking up, that was when I started seeing all these other ones. I mean, they, there might have been others around before, but because I'm sure there was there was an ad for one with Timberland as well that was circulating on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, there is oh, yeah, there so. is one for Timberland. There is. There is. I mean, stuff like that, I mean, depending on how much depth it goes into, I think something like that could genuinely be helpful in the sense that, you know, this is someone who is at the top of their game, they're current, you know, they're right. they're really big at what they do. And what they're doing is showing you step by step their approach to what they do. It isn't this is the way to do it, this is how you should be doing it, you know, this will get you this will get you a million <laughs> Spotify plays in in ten weeks or whatever, you know, it, it's right. just them it's more breaking down what they do. Right. Yeah. I just get afraid because I don't know if uh, I don't know if like because being a teacher and like being like really good at what you do is just like two different things. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like being a great director is different than being able to be a great teacher for directing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah. That one thing you know how to do it, but are you actually good at explaining how to do it? Yeah, you know, and I just. And I just don't know if uh, if that's what you're gonna get. I've seen reviews, you know, great things written about uh, about masterclass. So I'm I'm sitting on it still. I'm sitting on it. And if I do do, I'll tell you how you how I'll tell you folks how it goes. How to make yeah, that yeah, fast yeah. step? <laughs> yeah, Skrillex needs to but, make one. God damn it! I'm sure he must have. Skrillex, uh, what is that? Rusko is that his name? Rusko. Rusko. Yeah. Uh, Ca Caspa is it Caspa? Or, uh, I remember Caspa. Yeah, I used to yeah. be really into I mean, his yeah. stuff. Like I feel like everybody like used to be into his shit. Everybody mm. used to be, like in them high school days. Yeah, like uh, Benger as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I never got to tell you about Tractor, all the way. Oh, sorry. <laughs> go, go on. I, uh, I tried big time. I was gonna because you were bringing up a point about how like getting all those sounds take away from uh from dj and what i was getting at is that uh, coming from archaic new marks from like almost a decade ago is really mm. refreshing so some of these things on like like you can do so much on this digital front with djing that it's fucking blown my mind but a lot of it i guess is basic shit for anyone that's ever dj digit like doing that digital style and controller stuff but for me it's like mm. holy fucking shit i was living in that dark ages with a newmark 800 i think i think it was either an 850 or an 800 two of those in a mix in a fucking newmark m3 mixer i think is what it was called with just nothing to it there was nothing to it it was like boring this seems fucking badass seems like you can do so much with it you can throw in samples with the drum pad that's on the controller i think there's actually a lot more that you can do see it's weird it's, it's really interesting hearing you say that because i've always felt like see i, I don't dj but i've had like controllers in the past but hey, you, see, you started like you this, started off this. with controllers right 
I mean, I could use a controller, yeah. If it was put in front of me, I could use it. I don't, like, ever mix. So I could right. probably make a, a haphazard mix if I had a controller, but I've never mixed on CDJs or anything like that. And that's, that's the point I was going to make. I've always felt like, because that's what's in all the clubs and, you know, this, that and the other, that there's almost this thing that you should be expected to be able to DJ. Even if you could be like an incredible DJ on a controller, you should be expected to know how to DJ on CDJs, if that oh, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it should roll over pretty easily, in my opinion. The only thing that's going to fuck up any DJ, it, and it's really interesting to say, it's because every instrument has its feel, and these are instruments, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it, so pioneers are going to feel different. Most clubs are going to have pioneers, and they feel different than any other CDJ you've ever used. Mm -hmm. And so, like tinkering with it when you're trying to like put something on beat, it can be a little jarring at first because it's like you know what you're doing, but at the same time you kind of don't because these are new instruments in front of you that you never really used, and you got to keep using them shits to understand them yeah yeah so i feel like the basics would just kind of go over it's just the feel of like this is a new cdj in front of me yeah so i'd, I'd never really thought of it like that for like for me something like that is alien like if i'd never played on, on like a club set before to just rock up and try and make heads and tails of it in the moment is that's like my worst nightmare you know uh, yeah I, I mean now granted I, i'm not gonna bring my lap because i know that all i think all of the pioneer uh cdjs and of course the controllers automatically uh they connect to a laptop now and you can like fucking have the program in there like well record box or whatever it is that you're using yeah that's it yeah and uh you can connect those of course to the pioneer like cdjs i think it's to the mixer or to the cdj i've never had to do that kind of setup before but I'm not going to be buying a laptop and bringing that uh, that controller around. The club should have their own shit to begin with. You know what I mean? Like they should have oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. C like CDJs. I just I would buy the music, put it on the USB stick, and that's it. Call it a day. Hmm. Yeah. So here's here's a point. I think it'll be interesting to see how how you feel about well, it. Well, I don't want to hear um, it. No, I'm just playing. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, this was episode... <laughs> this was the end of the podcast. Um, so, uh, in one of our Discord members, uh, Harry Ransom, made a point uh, last week, I think it was, when we were talking about... And it kind of came from me not, um, not mixing and not that I don't see the benefits of it, just I don't have that time or space or anything like that now. Um, but he made a suggestion in the why not do something like a studio mix where instead of actually setting up and recording a mix on a controller, actually write in the mix in like a DAW and manually do all the fades oh, and whatnot and present oh. that as like a studio mix. Um, be open about it and say like disclaimer, you know, this was blah, blah, blah. Um, but purely from the point to showcase new music... Yeah, I guess. Rather than, I mean, you know what I mean? Well, there's already like a billion channels on YouTube that do that. They'll just play. It's just a mix. It's just a playlist at that point. That's really all it is. It's a playlist yeah. that, like on Spotify, for instance, there's like a, a transition feature where it'll yeah, yeah, transition yeah. the song into the next one. And that's all that is. I guess that's a mix. Yeah, you could say that. I mean, a mix is really just, I guess, classified as just a whole bunch of different sounds thrown in. So the more songs there are in that playlist, I guess it just becomes a mix. Yeah. I guess so, I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. Because I guess with like making a mix in um, your DAW as well, it's probably more tedious, but you've got more of a chance to make your mi mix uh, spot on exactly. Like you have the transitions exactly on point, but then it'll probably take you hours to get that transition on point yeah. because you have to set up the faders and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Well, the thing is, maybe it's just uh, maybe it's just the the DJ me, but. I find the whole, I guess one of the biggest points of DJing, I guess, is to showcase your skills, man. Showcase your skills and fucking, you know, mix that shit live. And no mix is perfect. You're going to have some fuck-ups. But I think you you should definitely mix that live. when you If you, if you have the uh, option to. If you have the option to, yeah. Now, yeah. if you're just doing a... You can even do that when you're doing a playlist. Like, just, all right, I'm fading that shit out. Fade that one in. You know, back and forth, back and forth. Mm. Yeah, see, that's that's the thing. I do agree. Like in in a live setting or even something like at home, like the point of it is more to show off your skills and really feel the music while you're doing it and and whatnot. So I suppose it wasn't it wasn't so much, you know, that I wanted to ask, would you still call that a mix? I think it's more from the point of view, like for me, for someone that doesn't mix or at the moment I don't have the capabilities to do that. I'm potentially missing out on so like from Basics's point of view there's there's plenty of other labels that do like a either a podcast or a monthly mix where they showcase all their new forthcoming bits and some old bits yeah. and we're almost missing out on that because I don't mix um right. so I think I think I just wanted to sort of know really would do you think people would be bothered Depends by that if I did a mix that was drawn in in a DAW rather than a mixed it live do you think that would actually bother people uh, I um, so I don't know. I I, I just don't know. I couldn't even really give you a definitive answer because I just don't feel mm -hmm. like the average audience gives two shits about whether it was mixed or not. Yeah, I think that oh. a lot of I think that like true DMB heads and shit like that, or or people like other artists or DJs, they may care, but your consumers won't. Maybe 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 I don't know. I know at one point I didn't care how at one point as an an average listener of music, not somebody who was totally involved, I didn't really care. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing actually. Like there's gonna be your um people who are in brackets mixed purists who'll be like, Oh no, you didn't do this on your vinyls and blah 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 <laughs> and all right, fine, you know, that's gonna happen, but then you can have your other half that just they just wanna hear some tunes. Mm. And if it's mixed well, no one cares. It's the end. It's the end product, not the um, the actual way it's made that matters more. Yeah, I think yeah. There's sort of two two more points to that as well, I guess. And I suppose one of them is that if you don't even disclaim it, like Damien says, a lot of people that aren't massively clued up and don't DJ themselves, they're probably not even going to know. I mean, I would I would disclaim it because I would. You know, not that. It, I mean, it shouldn't even really matter. But I think I would anyway, just to be open and honest about it and say right. I didn't do this live. <laughs> but yeah. um, and and then yeah, you know, like as and then sort of the other side of it. I suppose it's you, you know you can get a decent product out of it. And if people are only just at home and they're flicking through YouTube and they're like, oh no, basics may mix, stick it on, and have a listen to it. It's not the same as if they went to a club and I just stood there with my arms folded while an hour-long mix played in front of me, you know. I mean, I was going to say that even if you don't uh, disclaim it, there's probably people who are, like, as we said earlier, mixed purists, who probably still won't even realise. 
Yeah. Oh, wait, you I said don't... a mixed purist? No, they're going to realize. You reckon? Like, even if someone... Like, yeah, no, uh, somebody who DJs a lot is going to know when you're using sync. They're going to know when you're mm. doing a lot of things. They've been DJ. Someone who's been DJing 20 years is going to know. They're going to know. Well, it would be too perfect, wouldn't it, I think? Because no, it can be no too set, perfect. There's just no unless, set unless you purposely do like little mistakes to fool people. <laughs> yeah, but that's, also, but that's also detectable. That is also detectable. It's like when... Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. For instance, if you're playing a fucking... Like, say you're a professional gamer and you're playing, an, you're playing another gamer, but they're hacking, you just know. Yeah, You just know how, the, oh, yeah, how things point. are done. Good you just point. know like, how things are done. Yeah, you just know what's happening. Okay, that's a fair yeah. point. Yeah, that's a yeah, good point. A mixed pure, somebody who DJs a lot all the time, they're going to know. Because they've probably used sync. They've probably done all those tricks in the book. You know, 20 years is a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's, def- it's definitely interesting. I, I say if you're going to do that, you should like find uh, an artist under base six to do the mix. Like an hour-long mm. mix of your, of like, like do a quarterly too quarterly mix like yeah. every uh like every four months or some shit like that every four because yeah. every four months there should be some new tunes up mm. yeah yeah i mean that that was my other option to ask one of the artists to do it as well i think it, it all it comes down to then is just obviously not having as much control over like what goes into it and that which isn't isn't a huge issue but yeah, I just wondered. I just thought it was an interesting point because obviously I'm considering, or after reading that, I thought that's a really good idea. But I didn't know if it was something people would actually be bothered by. Like, well, why have you not actually mixed it? You know. <laughs> but I mean, that's fine. I mean, you know, I mean, you don't have to do that. I yeah. mean, it's yeah. you're just because you're like the you're the label boss. You don't have to do that. I mean, there are certain. I don't. Th- does the label boss of hospital do their guest mix or, or well i guess that's he does their podcast yeah. Yeah, yeah he does the podcast he does the podcast does the podcast does he like so is it just like a mixing podcast i guess like where he just it's like songs and shit mixing yeah and he, talk, he talks over the, the tunes doesn't he and they have guests yeah. on sometimes oh okay yeah yeah i mean you could do something like that Hmm. It's more like a traditional radio show, I suppose. Like if you tuned into the radio, yeah, they exactly. kind oh, of mix oh, yeah. songs, but then they talk as well, don't they? So right, yeah, they play the song halfway through too. It's always like almost yeah. done when they're done talking. It's like God damn, it is a little <laughs> bit like that, yeah. the <laughs> Well, I think like there's like a running joke on the show now because um, it's so it's London Electricity who hosts it, but they've had hundreds of episodes out now and he always used to get a lot of stick because he'd always talk over the drop and now it's like a running oh. joke thing. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That is, you just, dude, you know what pisses me off is when I'm getting a text <laughs> on the drop. Oh yeah, just goes, <laughs> when, yeah, oh, oh my God, dude. <laughs> Let me tell you, getting a text on the drop. It's like, how did that time, like what happened? The universe and the moon, everything aligned perfectly <laughs> for you to text me and then send that text. And then Sprint gave me that text at that exact moment where I'm dropping the tune. Come on, what's going on? <laughs> There's other no, forces at work here. No, the worst is when you're actually um, got your music in your headphones and you're listening to a mix and you're just going about your day. And as it drops, your headphones fall out. Oh man! I have like, had- no. Why? I feel like I have. I feel like everyone's had that happen, but I, yeah. I just don't remember that happened to me in a while. Have you um? Have you ever 
accidentally flicked the crossfray the wrong way when dropping a track in a mix. Yep. Wait, wait, what did you say? Yep. So, you know, like as a track's coming up to a drop, have you ever like accidentally flicked the fader to the wrong deck? as it's about to drop and then it's obviously just cut to like silence. oh when you're mixing <laughs> or like, um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, in fact I've accidentally turned off the turntable one time oh my god <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well I think uh, you hear a lot of weird stories yeah. of DJs like kind of fucking up some of their first gigs yeah yeah like I definitely turned off the D, the turntable by accident. Uh, luckily, I don't think the song I was bringing the song in, so I was able to quickly uh, fix that. But it was still like, oh shit! Was that was that live? Was that at a gig? Yeah, that was live, dude. Oh my god, oh, my heart would have been pounding. <laughs> I would have cried right there. <laughs> yeah. No, you move on, and then like five minutes later, if you're doing good in those five minutes, nobody gives a shit. They forget. Yeah, yeah. And then you turn the t- turntable off again. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, well, here's the... Pr- I have a... Pro- when I notice, like, I notice a lot of things when it comes to mixing. I went to a set with, uh, with RJ. This was, like, years ago. We went and saw... I forget who was... There was supposed to be somebody there. And, uh, I, like a headlining artist and then they canceled and it ended up being two other DJs that filled okay. in. Um, anyways, there was a guy that was DJing there and, uh, unfortunately I didn't think his mix was very good. And then, uh, I saw him like one, like a year later I see him and we're talking and we're chatting and, uh, I was like, wait a minute, you played at that show, right? And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, what did you think of the mix? And uh, I told him, I, I was like, well, I, because I hate being very mean. I hate being mean and I hate, you know, disrespecting. But I just was like, ah, yeah, that was a good mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, dude, I like that part when you did the thing. Yeah. Well, I actually tried not. So the, I tried not to laugh because he when I said that he like looked at me and then like kind of looked the other way, like outward, like, like he was thinking like, huh? Huh? Like it was fucking hilarious. Cause he looked like (laughs) he couldn't tell, I I guess he couldn't tell if I was fucking shitting around with him or not. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, nah, dude, your set was not very good. But you, you know, like in, in this industry that we're in, or maybe even just in music, like full stop, it is, I do think it's so much better to be honest with people on on a lot of topics. I mean, not like brutal, not do you know what I mean? But it is so much better that even if it upsets someone at the time, it's so much better to be honest with them and and at least they know the truth, yeah. you know, instead of like sugarcoating stuff and then it goes to their head and and especially after they get upset as well by something that was truly honest, they might look back on it months later and be like, you know what? I'm glad that person told me this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I've done I mean, that like, a few times. Yeah, yeah. It's it's difficult. I I really don't like it. And and f- f- so for me, like from running basics and that, one of the things I really don't like doing is having to say no to demos. Oh, it's not yeah. even no, but it's you know what I mean the rejection. Oh, yeah, and yeah, even I've, though I've I'm fully within yeah. my rights, it's it's more about explaining. Well, your, the it's not in your rights. You have to accept every single tune sent to you. Oh shit! Yeah, sorry, man. Yeah, so this all those people a, you declined—that's it. They're getting signed. This is a public company, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
But no, I mean, like, you know, I, at the end of the day, I do it because you, you have to do it. But it's it's always something I really struggle with. But then f- someone being on the other end of that, I would much rather be told, no, this right. is why. And then, you know, you can take that how you want it. You can be really offended and be like, well, no, that's, you know, they're, they're dickheads. That's not true and blah, blah, blah. And, or you can actually, like currency, you know, take it and think, no, they've got a point. I'm going to I'm gonna work on that. And it might upset you at the time, but it's just so much so much better, to be honest, I think. Yeah, I'd rather hear the rejection and then just get uh, completely ignored because then it's that little bit of hope that one day they'll reply. I'm sorry, is somebody <laughs> filing their nails right now? It sounds like somebody's filing their nails right underneath their mic. Really? Like a... It's actually my, uh, it's actually my toenails. Oh, you're filing your toenails. Yeah, it was getting that yeah. weather, sandal weather coming up. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Anyways, what were we talking about again? I'm sorry, I just I had to get that out there. Yeah, I, know, I, I was compl- I was thinking about what I was saying. I was thinking about like, <laughs> God damn it, somebody's filing their nails right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so annoying. <laughs> um. Well, it's, yeah, it's it's annoying when you you know you send a demo out, which is why I hate sending out demos. But um, when you send a demo out and you get no answer, and you just think, oh, maybe they'll reply soon, but they never do. Dude, I that, think it's just a you got to go right to the source. You got to find the the label owner's mailing address, mail them your demo, and they'll definitely accept you. Of course, they will. Knock on the door, be like, "Why have you ignored my email?" Yeah, just knock yeah. on their door, say, "Hey, so I'm Echo Motion." Invite um, yourself to their dinner and so on. <laughs> I just want to know why you haven't replied to me, man. I sent you like a demo in the mail. I tried you on email, that didn't work out. Like, what's going on? Then it just re- then you just check your email, and realize, oh no, it just didn't send. That's actually how I met Jack. Well, it was a similar <laughs> circumstance. You were in the spam folder, weren't you? Or something. Yeah. One of you was in the spam folder. Well, he's in the, he was in the spam folder for like a good two weeks, actually. So, <laughs> yeah. Says it all, Jack. Says it all. Yeah. He thought I was ignoring him. I thought he was ignoring me. We both like hated each other. And then it turns <laughs> out I was just in the spam folder. So uh, Yeah, it just turns out I wasn't really hated. I was just like away. I was in the spam. That's crazy. I couldn't... I don't know why I... I I just failed to understand why anything like that was sent to the spam folder. Ever since I think that, it's more crazy that you actually just decided to check your spam folder. Like I'd never yeah, ever checked was, mine. Like, well, I was clearing out my Google, uh, my my emails, and uh, I just so happened to go into the spam folder because I. Ever since that incident, I've always checked my my spam folder every day. In fact, yeah, I check yeah, my I'm emails surprised. every day now. For some reason, for me, my um, my spam folder is always filled with WeTransfer links. So, for example, if I'm asking someone oh, okay. for stems for a remix or a collab and they send it through WeTransfer, it ends up in my spam. And I think it happened with uh, with Karma Kingdom sending me stems once. Why does that happen? Uh, like, uh, he sent me some stems and I only noticed it come through my spam folder a week later. So the link expired. Do you know why it's getting um, sent there? No idea. No idea. Well, you, you should the tech guy? What's going on? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a fair point. Whoops. Dude. I just couldn't be asked to do my own job, you know? Hey, you work tech, you <laughs> son of a bitch. What's going on here? Yeah, I'm so sorry. <sighs> oh, 
listen, my boss is going to hear this and be like, oh, great, you didn't even know how to do that yourself. He's like, oh, really? He can't... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, interesting, huh? <laughs> Definitely can't have you here. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to get fired right now, aren't I? Yeah, dude, sorry. Yeah, well, yeah. 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 I'm probably going to fire you as well. Oh, after this, so. <laughs> off the fourth cast. time you fired me, Jack. Off the cast. <laughs> get out yeah. of here. All right, I'll call Toby. We have like a, a monthly one-to-one and it's always like right after the podcast. And if I'm like the slightest bit not happy with how you were in the show, that's it, man. I agree. Fired, I like, you're getting axed. I, I, complete, I think that's how things should be done, right? I can't remember the last time I wasn't fired. It should be like The Apprentice. We should have, we should oh, get like 12 yeah. candidates to host the show <laughs> alongside me and Damien. And then every week someone gets fired. I, but and it, for some reason, it's just me getting fired every single week. <laughs> I want Turno saying that though. You're fired. I want Turno saying you're fired. Why? <laughs> just because it's Turno. Okay. <laughs> or who's that guy that, uh, in that, that song, he's like, oh my gosh. Do you know what I'm talking about? He's always oh, he's, no. he's a real MC. He's a real MC, and he's always saying, "Oh my gosh, nobody." Oh, um, GQ. Oh GQ. Is that him? It's, are you talking about Dimensions Tune UK? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, him, that's right? G, that's GQ being sampled in that. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna need him on that shit. Uh, fucking <laughs> Apprentice, the DMB version. I'm gonna need him on there. Oh my so, gosh! Someone gets fired. Someone gets fired, and he says, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> hey, yo, he's he's like in, in shock for the in, other person. Yeah, he's in, he's in the background. Like you don't even see him on screen. You just like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh, what? So he's like hype <laughs> mad for the apprentice, just shouting out, "Oh, you got fired!" You ever, uh, <laughs> so in Mortal Kombat two and three, there's like this guy, Dan Forden, the sound composer of the game. He pops out and says, "Toasty, that's what's gonna happen." <laughs> oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Just, just be like that. that. Oh my gosh! Just gonna pop out and say, "Oh my gosh, dude!" It's just he's. It's so funny. I don't know why that's hilarious. Oh, oh dude! And that yeah. beat works so well with it. Yeah, it's a good. It's an, it's an right tune. That one. It's an alright tune. It is. I'm gonna have to check it out. I don't. I don't know what you guys uh, are talking about. UK. Uh, it just makes it funnier. UK. It's called UK by Dimension. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'd be what yeah. I would ah. <laughs> ah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Jack saying that. It's like dune, 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 dune. Oh my gosh. That's exactly how it goes. <laughs> ah, so that's how the karaoke version goes. Ah. Dune, 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 dune. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's exactly how the song plays out. I you swear should to God. release an acapella version for charity. There you go, guys. Dude, That's the just, Enoch remix. The acapella version would just be, oh my gosh, like every 10, 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe five seconds. I don't fucking I've got such high hopes for this track, though. Well, uh, you yeah. ain't ever getting it's... it, buddy, because we're deleting it. Oh, shit, man. It's all over. Yeah, we're starting over, dude. Do you know what though? Like, drum and bass is one of those genres of music where, like, when you're trying to describe a track to someone, it's so difficult. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, you like, oh yes. Yeah. Song it goes on. I mean, if you can beatbox yeah, well, you can like kind of, you know, throw it out there. Yeah, but then you're just beatboxing the same break. That's true. But you just say, imagine some cool shit around this break. <laughs> So these are how the drums sound, and this is how the other stuff sounds. 
Dude, my favorite kicks lately have been those airy, punchy kicks, like those, like those kind of. Okay. I love the the way those kicks sound, man. Like, like it's just got a lot of weight behind it. And I mean, I think it's essentially like a seven oh seven eight oh eight with some air on it. Possibly, yeah. I mean, I I not in all tracks, but in like some of my tracks, if. Or if, if I've got a track and I think, oh, that snare, doesn't that sounds a bit flimsy or whatever, the first thing I do is I go and get an 808. Oh, yeah. Just yeah, yeah. make the transient really sharp and just slide it underneath there, like lower volume. It just really helps sort of bring the, like, the pop through. Nice, nice. I've got, um, I've got this massive sample, sample pack, sample folder of like loads of the really old drum machines. And it's just, I, I can't even remember where I found it, but like someone has literally taken the time to compile it and it's, every single hit from like hundreds of these old drum machines or whatever. Oh, nice. So it's a bit much. Like, if you if you don't know like what specific sound you're going for, then I don't really ever use it. But for, it's got all the 808 stuff and, and loads of other like vintage stuff. It's really good for layering. I've, have you guys used the uh, that recording app I told you all about on your phone? Uh, smart recorder, right? Yes, yes, that one. Yeah, I, I used it when I was in Sri Lanka. It seemed quite useful. It, it is. I so last night, I long time ago, I bought FL Studio Mobile, and uh, oh, okay. I re-downloaded it again last night. And um, apparently, that has a recorder in it, but I could not get the fucking thing to work. It was just giving me terrible white noise feedback. Yeah, like to the nth degree, dude. I mean, the fucking shit was loud. No, I've I've got that. Um, I've had that app for a while because I remember you recommended it to me a while ago. Um, I literally just use it for like foley, so obviously not so much oh, nowadays. Yeah, but yeah. before, if if I was ever out on a walk or whatever, and there was you know like mm. nature sounds mm. or like rivers or anything like that, I'd just stand there for a couple of minutes and record that. I get a lot of accidental sounds out of it. Like again, um, like I'll do some like something will happen by accident. Like I may drop something. And I'm like, oh wait, that actually sounded fucking sick. You record it. Ah, okay, yeah. I think what I've done with smart recorder is, well, not smart recorder, but just recording apps is um, I'll record, I'll put my phone in my pocket, but record my commute to work. And then you can just get loads of sounds from that because, you know, you're going in trains, you're going outside, walking about. Is the quality good? That always helps. Like, I mean, I feel like you'll get like a... (laughs) It's decent. At times you get muffled bits because like my phone's moving around in my pocket. But um, apart from that, you know, Generally, it's all good. It's fun, man. I like. I think that's really fun, actually. Just recording samples. Hmm. Shit is mad. Fun yeah. For even even something really simple, like just a minute or so of walking around with your phone outside, picking up random sounds and that. If you just yeah. even have that quietly in the intro of your track, it can really give just such a different and like personal feel to music. It's really easy to lose that with like using samples and and synths and stuff like that. You mm, often lose that real world touch to it. I think we spoke about this before because uh, of yeah, yeah, you know yeah. It's it's something you do a lot, Damien, and it always comes through really nicely in your music. You know, even though we're sitting there at a computer and it most of it's digital on that, I always find it really pleasing to hear something that still sounds it's real world. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. appreciate it. Thank you, man. Mm. It's, it's definitely it's, it's always something I try and achieve in my own music because I just think it's so easy to sound digital and compressed and that when you're just sitting at a computer. So it's it's really nice to get those those things in there and break it up. It is, man. And honestly, lately I've found yeah. sitting at the computer making music boring as fuck. 
Yeah. It can be yeah. boring as yeah. fuck sitting in front of this computer for like hours and just I I got to do something, right? Like I got to do something else that involves the music making process like going outside and recording samples or playing the MIDI board or playing with the drum pad or fuck, I don't know, playing with the like DJing and then I don't know, extracting a sound from it. So physical, you know? Something that's a really nice technique for getting like if something's sounding really digital and you want it to just have that bit more of a real world feel or even just like a, a bit more real life grit to it is to actually play a sound through your speaker, use a microphone and actually re-record the sound coming out of the speaker back in yeah. because you pick up the room ambience. Right. I mean, I can't do that because I haven't got speakers at the moment, but I've done that before and it's just a really simple trick to just add a bit of real life um, harmonic yeah, to Yeah, like real track. life space, reverb to like a re yeah, yeah, that is a sweet little trick. Right mm. on. I, um, yeah. God damn it, I forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry, I just blew your mind with knowledge, man. Oh uh, uh, yeah, that well, that was a it was a it was a neat little trick. I just I was gonna give a trick of my own, and I was now I'm still thinking about the trick you gave me. And oh, I'm, I'm sorry, gonna man. Definitely uh, be using that. Oh, okay, no, yeah, well, no, try it, really. So what I was gonna so there are a lot of plugins now that can take. Um, you can import. I think I talked about this with you guys on about Serum. Serum has something similar to this where you can import the sample into one of the oscillators, but it's not actually going to replicate the sample. It's just going to replicate its waveform. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. do things like that to gain a, a natural sound as well by using natural sounds, by using the frequency within natural sounds. Hmm. Like there's the way the waveform looks. Yeah, I've I have seen a few things on that actually where people have just like dragged random waveforms or just random like sounds onto Serum and made something completely like different. Yeah. I've been playing with Mass Effects. It's a little disappointing, man. There's not as uh, I you can't that's like a big thing for me now is being able to import your own waveforms. I need that. I can't. Oh, I don't, yeah, I see. I'm not sure if you can do that on Massive. I, I haven't explored it, or Massive X at least. I, I'm not sure. Got to explore it more. I do find routing mm. on Massive, both Massive and Massive X. The routing is pretty fun though. I do like tinkering with that shit. Yeah, the macros are pretty cool. It's it's because it's like being in front of a whole patch, like a hardware in front of your face, and you're mm. just patching it from behind with different, like the wire. Okay, you know, presser. We're gonna put that in the course. We're gonna do this and that. We're gonna, you know, it's just yeah. fun. It's fun. That is our hour, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to Base Six Recordings Podcast, which is now known as the Think Breaks Podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, wait a second. You know, like when you see these movie trailers and they've got the really deep American voice, you know, the whole like snakes on a plane. In a world. <laughs> That's what the you guy, sound like. In a world. <laughs> you should put this in the in podcast in the, in the episode. This was a really natural episode, so you should just put everything in there. I've been fapping this whole time, too. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, we we heard your mic. Isn't that a funny <laughs> word, fap? Like what? Like, you don't say that. Like how um, dare you say that to me, fap? This is how I'm gonna fade the podcast out. By the way, just you talking about fapping. 
fapping. Yeah, yeah how, how it's just a weird say, sounding. It sounds exactly like what you're supposed to be doing in that word.